This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by, hopefully this is the last one brought to you by my dumbass, Sterling Scott. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to say. Uh, Let's just get right into it, man. The reason why I'm saying that I'm hopeful, not hopeful, but uh, hoping that this is the last episode uh, produced by me and my uh, lazy ass is quite simply uh, the big news that everybody wants to know. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Um, see, most people want to like put the uh, the uh, big surprise at the end. I'm going to just put it in the top. And if you choose to fucking listen to the rest of the podcast, that's on you. Um, here it is, people. Uh, the Comedy Reject Podcast has been officially uh, picked up by Comedy Here Often Network, a division of 604 Records. So the podcast has been picked up by a Comedy Network uh, channel here in Canada run by 604 Networks. That's, uh, uh, I believe, the owners are one of the lead singers from Nickelback. I don't know, but the point is that it's a big deal. Um, I'm really excited and... um, now that the podcast is being picked up, uh, I want to step the game up. I love the fact that my dedicated 40 have been fucking with me, but uh, what I'm going to do is try to make the podcast funnier, plain and simple. I'm just going to try to make it funnier, uh, but honest funny. Like, I'm going to tell y'all, you know, I ain't trying to change up and, like, you know, be gimmicky or anything. It's going to be the same me doing my shit, but it'll be... A lot less ranty and a whole lot more structured funny. And uh, it'll be on a consistent basis, on a consistent schedule, on a consistent time. Uh, And that is really me just trying to make it be where it's easier for y'all to listen. So I think um, I will be making the podcast go uh, instead of just choosing any random increment of time. It's either going to be um, a 30, a 45, or an hour. And the reason why I'm saying that it's got to be three different increments is because when I'm by myself, it's going to be 30. When I have uh, a guest, it'll be 45. And if we're filming live, it'll be an hour. And uh, I'm definitely going to be moving more towards the live formats. Uh, I know I said this, you know, 20 weeks ago, I told you guys I would be doing this, but um, uh, now uh, coming into the new years, I'm definitely, not new years, oh my God, where's my head at? New months coming up, like February and March, uh, we're definitely going to have way more video uh, podcasts because now for anybody who watched my New Year's or birthday show, you'll see that... uh, um, we pretty much got this shit locked down, and I'm going to start making it be where when I do the podcast, maybe I might even do it on live on Zoom, and um, who knows, but uh, the podcast is definitely going to be uh, stepping the game up, man, so thank you to my dedicated 40 for fucking with me, uh, because uh, the podcast is only going to get better, I promise you guys, uh, to make it more funny and more entertaining and uh, just something that you could tune into and listen to in the background. You know what I mean? When you're taking a drive, you want to get a little giggle on. You know what I'm saying? 
Let my soothing voice make you laugh on the way to that fucking job you hate. That's what I want to do. So uh, that's the big announcement uh, for the podcast. The podcast has been picked up by 604 Records. And I'm really excited because uh, I read over the contract and I like it. I like the fact that uh, this contract, all intellectual properties belong to me. The podcast belongs to me. Um, and, um, you know what I mean? They're going to go out of their way to get me advertisers. Uh, they're going to go out of their way to promote, to showcase me on their network. And, uh, the, you know, the money that is made, the money that they bring in is the only money that they want. So if they bring in any kind of sales or profits towards me, then they want a cut of it, and rightfully so. If you brought me the work, I don't mind you taking a cut of the work. It's those filthy bastards who, you know, do nothing and want everything that I hate. So I'm really looking forward to working uh, with 604 Comedy here often. Shout out to Dan, and shout out to my boy, Sonny Dollywall, who uh, made the whole uh, introduction happen. Um. There's a lot going on. Jeez, uh, where do I even begin? First off, uh, let's go back to my birthday show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. That was so much fun. Uh, I got to admit, I was drunk, okay? I was drunk. Y'all was buying. For those of you who uh, listened to the podcast but did not come to my birthday show, shame on you. Shame on you shame on you uh but for those of you that did um y'all was buying shots now i thought i'll be honest i thought that at five dollars a shot i would probably generate i don't know another 50 bucks nothing big 50 bucks 25 of that pays for the bottles that i put on the table and then a little 25 you know Pocket change is what I would have called it. Just a little something to have fun. You lunatics sent me over $250 worth of shots. What's the math on that? Like, what is the math on $250 divided by 5? Hold on. Let me pull out my calculator because I'm not good. $250 divided by 5. That's 50 shots. 50 shots you lunatics had sent money for uh, to get me drunk, and it worked. I tell you right now, it worked. I didn't make it to 50 shots. I tell you that right now. I did not make it to 50 shots. I barely made it to my goddamn bed. You ever get that kind of drunk? You know the worst part about getting a hangover during a pandemic? When you wake up, all of your symptoms, you wonder if you got the fucking disease. I'm there waking up with a headache, uh, sore throat, uh, vomiting, nausea, and I'm sitting there trying to decide on whether or not it was because of the generosity of all the people that came to my comedy show or if I'm dying of fucking COVID. That is a ridiculous feeling to have. But at the same time, I had it. And you know what? I giggled. That's right. In that exact moment, if you ever want to know how I would handle whether or not I am facing death or just a terrible hangover, I giggle. 
That's how I handle things. I, anytime something gets too serious, I just laugh. I get giggly. I can't handle serious situations, which is why my relationships never work out. Because the same thing that women love me for is the same reason why they hate me. They always be like, why the fuck? You always got to be so goddamn funny. Why you got to joke about everything? Why you got to laugh about everything? That's who I am. That's who I'm going to be. And unfortunately, that's who they leave. Anyways, let's not um, <laughs> get into none of that shit. Uh, let's continue on with all the other good things. So the birthday party was off the chain. Um, I cannot believe the star-studded cast that I had to pull together for my birthday show. Uh, first off, it wasn't just my birthday. It was my birthday sister, Crystal Ferrier. So Crystal Ferrier is not only my friend, but we're born on the same date and same year. Um, so it was Sterling and Crystal's birthday bash. And Crystal Ferrier, you bitch, you crushed if you guys did not watch that show, Crystal Ferrier had set of the night. Set of the night. And she, listen, so what happened was we all said we were going to roast each other. And then what happens with comedians is sometimes in the heat of the moment, um, we throw away everything we planned and we act on instinct. And that's what a lot of the comedians that night did. They uh, they acted on instinct. They played off the crowd um, because my Zoom show had a different format than your standard comedy Zoom show. So it 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 allowed the audience to be more interactive. It allowed the the comics to feel more comfortable to talk and to play and to have more fun. And so they were more focused on, you know, let's have a fun time and do this comedy show. But Crystal, Crystal was in the background just hovering with these death bombs of insults to roast us because we were supposed to roast each other's pictures. But we really got caught up in making fun of and talking about other stuff that we never really got into roasting each other. So when the time came for Crystal to perform... She unleashed one of the most funniest, lethalist attacks on all of us and just ripped every person to shred on the show and rightfully so earned the title of queen of the birthday party because <laughs> she killed everybody. And the worst part is um, the biggest fear a comedian could have is having to follow somebody who just absolutely rips the room apart and guess who that went to oh boy slid on over the old daddy slow legs <laughs> and, uh, that's one of the few times in my career where i can say i happily uh was not able to follow that act uh i was still laughing at her act during my act and uh it was just a great show and uh i don't know man i know that um, a lot of people are against Zoom shows, but if you did not watch the New Year's Zoom show or the uh, birthday Zoom show, then you've got to start tuning in to some of the shows that I specifically am producing because we don't do it, uh, you know, we do it a little different. We have a little talk show. We have some some, some roasting, some sketches, all different kinds of shit. Um, 
that makes it like a show. And Sonny Dollywall uh, came up with the best description of it, uh, of how we uh, got to look at Zoom shows. We have to evolve uh, the way we perform stand-up when we're doing Zoom shows in order to accommodate the fact that we are no longer in the room with people. And the way he said it was so beautiful. He said that when you go to a live basketball game, it's exciting. It's amazing. Nothing beats watching the basketball game live and in front row. Okay? Now, that is the simulation of stand-up. Like, the best way to watch stand-up is to watch it live and right in the crowd. Right? Um, now, with the Zoom shows, is like when they took basketball and they put it on TV. They didn't just take basketball and put it on TV and let you see exactly what you would see if you were sitting on the front row. No, they give you stats. They give you announcers. They give you commercials, scores. They give you a bunch of things to take to make that format more acceptable and digestible uh, while watching at home. They didn't just bring you the same kind of feel that you would get because you can't get that same feel that you get when it's live. So... What we did was the same thing with the Zoom shows. We modified and changed it so that the Zoom shows are more entertaining as a show to watch on Zoom than uh, than than just trying to do straight stand-up. So it's not just straight stand-up. It's a lot of stuff involved. And um, again, man, thank you to everybody who came out. Um, the fact that you guys supported both shows allowed me to pay my mortgage uh, that month. And I can tell you right now, man, as a broke, non-famous stand-up comedian, nothing is better than the feeling of paying your mortgage with the money from a show that was produced and put on by you and supported by your people, man. Y'all made me fucking cry all the way to the bank, mainly because I had to give that money to the motherfucking bank. You know, if I could live at home for one year... The amount of money I would save. I don't know if I would save the money, though. I don't know if I would save the money. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm terrible with money. And I got to work on that. And I am working on that. I would, I, I'm starting to buy books. I'm start, Well, I mean audio books, because let's be realistic. I'm not going to read. Uh, I fall asleep when I read. So audio books is the way I do it. Anybody else like that? Like, if you start reading a book, you, anybody ever read a page out of a book? And at the end of that page, you go, what the fuck did I just read? That's what happens to me. Every time, I'll be like three or four pages in, everything's fine. Everything's dandy. I'm dancing through the pages. I'm creating the memories in my mind. And then I read a page, and I go, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Then you got to go back and read the page over again. Sometimes it gets so bad, I got to read that page and then the other page before it to remember what the hell I was talking reading about. So I move into audiobooks. I guess I'm just an uh, uh you know an uh, an audible learner, who knows. But uh I was uh asked to do a commercial in Calgary. So that's also something new and exciting. I got to go down to Calgary and film two commercials for a Canadian black-owned company. So I'm excited for you guys to see these commercials come out. 
Um, but I filmed two commercials for a company called CDN, CDN Citrus Clean. Um, and uh, they were produced and written by uh, my crazy and lovable friend, Chris LaBelle, out of Calgary. And uh, he called me down, and I went down, and we uh, filmed some commercials. And uh, as soon as I get the rights to show these commercials, because, um, of course, they have to take it and use it. I think it's only online. It's not going to be nationally televised. It'll be online at the point in time because this company is getting their products stocked in Walmart. Um, that's a big deal. So shout out to CDN Citrus Clean and can't wait for you guys to have your stuff on the shelves in uh, the big ass Walmart stores. Um, but yeah, I got some commercials filmed. And while I was down there, uh, the marketing director of CDN Citrus Clean uh, bought me a book for my birthday. And the book he bought me was Think and Grow Rich. Uh, now, I know some of you guys have already read that book. Um, some of you have not. But I'm pretty sure everybody's heard about the book. So he bought me the book. And the reason why he got me the book was because I actually filmed uh, these commercials the day before my birthday. And also because he was said that uh, he liked my energy and my passion. And he felt that this book would help uh, give me some uh some lessons some guidelines and some shit and uh so i started reading the book uh and so far i'm only a chapter in but i'm liking what i'm reading and um one of the things it said in the book was the manifestation of your goals you know what i mean like you gotta not just say you gotta like you know it's kind of like a combination of the secret you know the secret where it's like you gotta say it and repeat it and all that shit but like one thing that is for certain is that uh, something about when you write down your goal on a piece of paper um, that, and you look at that goal and you focus on that goal and you make every single part of your day be directed towards that goal, um, that goal will uh, come to life, come to fruition. And so that's something that I'm going to start doing. And one of the things that you guys all know that I've said many times on this podcast is that um, I'm not famous uh, and, uh, one of the things that I, you need in order to help get you famous is a TV show. And so I'm saying this here right now on the podcast with all y'all is, uh, to manifest it, uh, in 2021, my goal is to, uh, sell a TV show. I want to write, uh, I want to be, I want to create, write and star in a TV show, uh, in 2021. And so that's all I'm going to be doing um, to try to move the career. Well, not all I'm going to be doing. You guys know what I mean. I'm, of course, going to be doing a bunch of other shit. But that is my main goal, uh, to have a TV show. I really want it. I want it bad. Uh, and and uh, I'm writing it down on the piece of paper. You know what I'm saying? And I'm using the podcast to also help keep me accountable um, so that every week when I come in and tune in and talk to you guys, it's like, oh, shit. Did I follow up? So another one of the things is uh, I'm 39 now, guys, 39 years old, um, and um, I'm on keto. So I am two weeks in. I'm two weeks into the keto diet. 
Um, I'm going to take a piss test today to see if I am uh, in ketosis, which I think I am. Um, but the reason why I'm doing the keto diet is, you know the saying, get, you know, stay ready so you never have to get ready. Well, my goal is that by June that my body is in, uh, you know, porn star condition. Um, I'm talking all six abs, you know, looking good and shit. And uh, simply the reason is because, uh, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a six and a half, maybe a seven. But if you have a nice body and you funny, you immediately an eight. And if I'm an eight, it's easier to sell me in Hollywood. That's all I'm saying, all right? Now, I know you guys are like, that sounds uh, shallow as fuck, but I'm being honest, okay? Ugly people don't make it as easily, okay, as as the dude who is funny, good-looking with the six-pack, all right? Let's just be honest. The situation was not on Jersey Shore because of his face, okay? The situation was on Jersey Shore because of his situation with his six-pack, all right? And so I'm just trying to use every single tool in the book to try to get myself famous because i'm 39 and uh i don't want to be doing comedy because i have to i want to be doing comedy because i want to and uh what i mean by that is that i don't want to be 50 years old scrambling and hoping and oh my god is this month i'm gonna pay my bills i want to be 50 years old laying on a beach talking about ooh, i want to go see this city we should go back there and perform, you know, and just pick and choose my places around the country to perform. That would be my my love and my beauty uh, for my my future career, because uh, Lord knows uh, I don't I don't like the uh, even though I love comedy, I don't ever want comedy to become a job for me. You know, corporate season is already where it's like a job for me. And for those of you who don't know what I mean, I mean that in corporate season. I hate corporate season, but it pays so much that I do it. And that's when I have to do comedy shows for people that tell me what I can and cannot say. Yep. Don't let all these celebrities lie to you and tell you all this bullshit about, oh, you just do whatever you want. No, you do not. No, you do not. And neither did they. They did not do whatever they wanted. They fit into a box until they were big enough to then break out of that box. And my box right now includes corporate shows. And uh, I didn't do any corporate shows this season, but uh, God damn did I miss them. Because right now in January is when I'd be coasting on all that corporate money. But now I'm on that CRB money, unfortunately. But um, yeah, uh, if comedy ever becomes a job, that's it for me. I don't ever want comedy to be a job. And if I have to do it, where it's like I have to do this so that I can pay my bills, uh, instead of I'm doing it because I love the art and I love the, the, the sound of people laughing, then I've lost my way. And so that's why I want to try to constantly further my career because eventually your career comes to a halt and then it goes backwards. So that's why I'm trying to strive for as high as I can so that when it goes backwards, it falls into places that I'm comfortable in. Because if you're only at an open mic level, then you only fall. The only way you could fall is is to stay at open mic level. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a professional comic, right, you fall from going uh, to club comic who tours 
in the clubs, you fall to being the headliner to just being the host in your own town and then back down to hosting open mics. I don't want to fall down to the levels where your income cannot afford your lifestyle. You see, if you get to like, I do stadium level, then the worst you could fall back down to is touring clubs. And that is okay with me. If for the rest of my life, uh, if I made it to the pinnacle and then at the ending tail years of my life, I would just pick any city I want in the world. Can you imagine that? You could pick any city you want in the world and go and do the thing you love and then they pay you. That's the fucking dream, baby. So um, that's why I'm trying to move this career forward so that when it starts to fall backwards, I'm not in a place where I'm forced to do comedy. I'm in a place where I love to do comedy and I choose to do comedy. So that's what I, the, 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 this book is going to help me do. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm hoping, and as I read more of the book, I'll share more of it with y'all, um, as well as my journey with this whole keto shit. Um, but yeah, so I'm saying it right now on this podcast so that I could be held accountable. Uh, that by June of 2021, that I uh am between 165. No, no, no. That I'm between 155 and 170 pounds. The reason why I'm giving such a, a gap is because all those weights are good. It's just about how your body looks with the muscles. Okay? So between 155 and 170 and that I have a six-pack by June. You hear me? All right? My dedicated 40. You guys have the right to hold me accountable that... uh. I have a six-pack by June, and uh, I will keep you guys updated. And then I'm going to have a TV show sold in 2021, okay? I can't say be on a TV show because I know for a fact that during 2020, I was supposed to be on multiple TV shows, and I know those are all going to come back. So I'm going to be on a lot of TV shows this year, um, but I want to create and sell a TV show. I want to see Created by Sterling Scott. Written by Sterling Scott, starring Sterling Scott. That's the shit that's going to move us forward. Dedicated 40. Because when we start fucking doing that, then we start selling out stadiums. And I'm also uh, excited to announce uh, for the first time ever. This sounds like a, like a bragging podcast, but I mean, guys, I haven't talked to you since, uh, goddamn, since my birthday. So this is just the amount of shit that happens in two weeks. Um, for my first time ever, I'll be representing Alberta, the entire province, in the uh, famously uh, known Hubcap Comedy Festival. The Hubcap Comedy Festival is out of New Brunswick and is known to be as one of the most uh, fun and entertaining festivals for comedians across the country. And I have been asked to represent Alberta uh, as a virtual performer because of course they cannot uh do the COVID restrictions do live shows uh but this is the first time they've ever asked me and i'm looking forward to uh bringing that funny to them and also you know uh especially since i have the form the the setup at my house all nice and pretty uh i look on giving them something to remember me by so that next year when they uh are doing live shows again 
uh, for the Hubcap Festival that they will call me back. But I'm really excited. I've never done the Hubcap Comedy Festival. It's the last big-name festival in Canada that I have not done. So this will actually make it be where I am I am done the Canadian circuit now. Now there will be no festival in Canada, no major festival in Canada that I have not done. And uh, that's a little feather in my cap, too. So um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good shit is going to be happening in 2021. Um, but besides that, how's everybody doing with the COVID shit? Did it get a little, you know what I mean? Are we s- now we're, we're looking at a lot of, uh, we still have the great divide between anti-mask and masker. Uh, we still have the great divide between anti-vaccine and vaccine. We still have the great divide between I don't believe in the virus and I believe in the virus. There's, 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 there's people in all different categories, you know what I mean? There's people who's like, I'm, I'm pro-mask and anti-vaccine and I'm anti-mask and uh, pro-vaccine and there's all different kind of categories. Um, and it's, uh, it's still frustrating. It's still very frustrating out there right now. Uh, there's too much misinformation uh, from both parties. Both parties, uh, they do things that, like, I literally see people who get mad at you for taking advice from the news and then give you some document from some random person and be like, ah, you see, this is the truth. And it's like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, why is this the person that I'm listening to? How do I know that that guy's telling the truth? You know what I mean? So it's like, how do you get mad at me from taking my uh, my perspective from uh, the news and the media when you're bringing your perspective from some random person at home? Like, there's literally a video of a guy, and he's in green screen, like, with, it, with a green screen behind him, and he's wearing a doctor's uh, scrubs, and he's giving advice on the, the, the situation. And I'm like... How the fuck do we know this guy's even a doctor? Like, first off, if you are a doctor, you can ask anybody. Um, you're not going to, you're, there's no green screen at the hospital. So why are you in your house in your scrubs? Right? Nobody does that. You know why? Because if you work at the hospital right now, your scrubs, they make you take them off immediately after you're done work because it's considered disgusting to go home in your scrubs because you just worked in your scrubs in the most disgusting place on the planet, which is, uh, well, not one of the most disgusting, but one of the most dangerous places for diseases because they got super viruses in the fucking hospital and people die in the hospital every day. So you take your clothes off. So who is this guy? Who is this fucking random idiot at home with a green screen and scrubs on? I'm just supposed to believe that he's a doctor? Like, you don't think there's nobody out there in the world crazy enough to put on scrubs and just start giving out advice? Like, this is what you should do. I'm the one that's telling you the truth. There's crazy fucking people like that. So, uh, like I said, on both sides, there's too much misinformation. And uh, I just want you guys to stay safe out there. Don't get the disease as best as you can. Because uh, people, like I said, man, I've had a very good friend of mine die of COVID. And um, he said it was no joke before he passed away. And the one thing that he wanted people to know was that it was not a joke and to take it seriously. And uh, that's how I choose to remember and honor him is by spreading the message that he wanted people to know. 
So stay safe out there, people. I love you guys. And hopefully the next episode of the Comedy Reject podcast will be on 604 Records Comedy Here Often. And if not, well, uh, then it'll still be me for one more week. But either which way, guys, uh, that's about it. That's I mean, fuck, I don't know, man. That's it. Okay? This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. See you guys next week.